The AI Today podcast, produced by Cognolytica, cuts through the hype and noise to identify what is really happening now in the world of artificial intelligence. Learn about emerging AI trends, technologies, and use cases from Cognolytica analysts and guest experts. Hello, and welcome to the AI Today podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Mulch. And I'm your host, Ronald Schmelzer. So if you've been following our posts lately, or if you've read one of our recent newsletters, you'll see that we talk about something that's been going on a bit recently called pseudo-AI. And if you've not heard about the subject, what pseudo-AI is, is uh, systems that are being sold and delivered as being powered by AI, machine learning, and cognitive technologies, but are actually being delivered by humans. There have been a number of examples of this into the recent press, and interestingly enough, a lot of these have come out soon. So this leads up to this question, you know, this is a lot of faking it. So does fake it till you make it really work in this world of AI? And so to put this into context, there's been other companies and other startups, some very notable startups who faked it until they've actually made it. You know, they didn't need to fake it anymore. And so a few examples of this is that Reddit, they're famously known for using many fake accounts to post on the site to pretend that there was organic activity going on when there actually wasn't. And that Zappos pretended that they had inventory by actually going into Foot Locker and taking photos of shoes at the store, and then they would just resell those shoes. And then Airbnb has a famous example of how they reposted listings on Craigslist to grow their network. And then even going far back with Microsoft, they faked that they had an operating system that they sold to IBM before rushing out to buy one from another company. But is this different than faking AI technologies? Yeah. So let's dive into the details of what's been going on in the AI space. There have been a few notable things in the news lately about AI companies that are faking their AI technology, or at least not being completely uh, transparent about what's happening. So as you know, Kathleen and I have had many things to say about Sophia, the animatron, and CNBC recently did an expose piece, a video piece that we've posted on our site and in our Twitter feed and other social media about how our little animatron animatronic friend is really a PR stunt, or a lot of what Sophia is doing is a PR stunt. CNBC had submitted a list of questions that they wanted to ask Sophia, but then Hanson Robotics came back with their approved list and also with a list of pre-scripted responses. In the video that shows an interview with Ben Gertzel, who is the chief scientist over there at Hanson Robotics, who clearly says that they basically script a lot of the media performances well in advance and that the questions are you know very much in a pre-selected set and basically for performance purposes. And so it makes you wonder, it's like, well, what exactly are they trying to do here with Sophia? And why are people talking about it as if it's intelligent when it clearly is not? Other interesting things that came up in the news recently in 2016, you know, Bloomberg wrote a piece that highlighted how there were humans, people spending 12 hours a day to pretending to be chatbots for calendar scheduling services such as X.AI and Clara. And, you know, they were complaining that their job was so mind numbing that they were actually looking forward to being replaced by bots, which is interesting because the companies that they were doing it for were supposedly selling these bots that were people. So, and, you know, finally, you know, last year, there was another report that the business expense management solution Expensify, you know, admitted that I was using humans to transcribe the receipts that I was being received and invoices that it said was being used as quote unquote smart scan technology, but actually were being sent to Amazon's Mechanical Turk, which was a crowdsourced labor pool for humans where low-paid workers were reading and transcribing them. So these are situations where they're selling machines doing the work of people, but it's actually really people doing the work of machines that are pretending to do the work of people. Right. And then there's even companies who 
have invested heavily in AI. Facebook, for example, it's come out that they've relied on humans for their virtual assistant messenger M. Well, that's not great. (laughs) And then also recently, we did post a few links to this as well. There was a Swedish bank that fired their conversational agent for not delivering the promised increases in customer engagement and onboarding. So that's a little bit different example because that's not an example of true fakery. It's just an example of over-promising and under-delivering. And at Cognolytica, you know, we're very mindful of that when we see that in the news, because that's one of the reasons for the first AI winters. So, you know, over-promising and under-delivering is different than fakery, but it's something that we still keep an eye on. Right. But at the end of the day, you know, we still have the same problem, which is that we're, companies are making promises about AI. They're just not delivering those promises. So bringing up my question from before, is this faking of AI technologies different from the examples that I brought up above of the startups faking, right. having an inventory, for example? Right. I mean, people aren't complaining about Reddit now and saying, oh, Reddit's fake because clearly Reddit built their audience. So in the beginning, when they were trying to get their audience going, they had to pretend that there were a bunch of users on the account to give people that sense of social proof like, oh, okay, it's okay for me to contribute. But then once they did that, it kind of kicked in and then the system worked exactly as they built it. They didn't change their system after the humans stopped posting it. Same thing with Airbnb. You know, after they were posting to Craigslist, at some point, people just started posting on their own. They didn't need to scrape Craigslist entries or repost on Craigslist because the system as it was built worked as it was supposed to. They just needed that extra unorganic way of growing their audience, right? But this is different because we're not talking about that the technology is here and we're just kind of faking the network or we're faking the community or we're yeah, faking the amount of users that we have. Right. Or we're creating some no, this is like they're actually faking the <laughs> actual technology. <laughs> right. And this is problematic. And we call this this is this is a problem of humans that are pretending to be machines that are pretending to be humans, right? So I think just more from an ethical perspective, a disclosure issue. You know what? We all know that artificial intelligence is you know, very hard. It's very complicated. It's not delivering into all its promises. I think people know that AI is hard. It's been hard for the last 70 years and 60 years that we've been trying to do it. So I think people may be understanding that there may need to be humans in the loop. But you have to really disclose it, right? So I think we have a disclosure issue here. If you're going to be a calendar scheduling system or an invoice management system, or you have a system that's reading emails, there was another situation where there was a, like a Gmail plugin that was supposedly AI-based, but was actually really using humans. You know, you got to disclose that. You have to say that, like, well, the humans might be used to read your documents and process your invoices and look at your schedules and calendars. And you need to identify what part of the systems are completely automated, 100% and which parts are not. You know, maybe they're 90% automated, maybe they're 0% automated. And you need to show the community, if you are using humans in the loop, how you're safeguarding their privacy, how you're handling reliability issues. And you have to show them how you're also working to make those parts that are human less human, right? To make them machine oriented. And of course, if there are truly privacy issues or security issues, you're scheduling in a HIPAA compliant environment, or you're in a financial regulatory environment, and you're using humans, and that clearly violates the laws and the regulations. If people find out your company is in extremely big trouble. So, you know, if you're faking it, stop faking it, stop pretending. Or if you need to pretend and need to fake it, then just disclose it because companies like ours and the media, we're starting to find out, right? Yeah. And I think that that also brings up ethics where, you know, how much is faking or lying as you want to call it, you know, whatever word you want to use. 
how much of that is okay and acceptable versus how much of it is just not okay. And Ron and I had brought this up in one of the newsletters that we recently sent out where part of this, the reason that people fake it is that they get pressure from the investment community to deliver and perform. So, you know, they're very numbers driven. They care a lot about how much engagement you get, the community, can you move the needle forward? What differentiates you? And sometimes these AI technologies, they're hard. We know they're hard. They're hard to build. So how much of this do people feel, maybe pressure even, Mm -hmm. that they need to fake this in order to get the funding so they can move the needle forward? You got me thinking about something here, Kathleen. So you're exactly on point, right? So a lot of these companies are venture funded. Some of them are not necessarily venture funded, but most of them are venture funded. And and one reason for that we know is that salaries are insane. So unless you have a team of engineers and data scientists that uh, who knows are all your friends, hiring these people and actually forming a legitimate company is one of the reasons why people look for venture funding. Exactly. And, you know, venture funds, they'll tell you that they're kind of patient. I mean, you know, that usually a venture fund will invest in a company without kind of, yeah, but without an expectation yeah. of an exit, you know, either like the sale of the company or going public, they'll give you like seven to 10 years to build your company, right? But they're not really that patient. And they're not going to say, I'm going to put money in you to do research. Yeah, this is not a grant. Right. They're not going to say, oh yeah, go ahead. Here's uh, $20 million. Go ahead and do research. And you know what? If you can't figure it out, that's, that's okay. okay. No, they're not going to say that. They're like, I'm, I'm putting $20 million into your expense report management, you know, automated thing. It better deliver that within a short amount of time of us putting money or maybe even before. They're like, we want to see a demo. We want to see customers. You can't even raise money without showing it. So when that happens, there's a lot of pressure to show if you want to build your company, if you want to hire those people, investors are not funding research. And I think that's kind of the situation that we're in. And a lot of the research is not funding applications of research. They're funding the foundational stuff, like, you know, thinking computers and robotics and things like that. The thing that really got me thinking about this is that one of the areas that supposedly AI is really technically good at now, supposedly, the threshold of what computers are really good at is a lot of image recognition. So, you know, if you look at right now, there's a lot of companies be like, yep, the deep learning ImageNet, ImageNet is not compromised. You know, it's an open trial with the images. You can see it. So there's no way to fake it. You can't fake that a human is in there going like, yes, this is a kayak. And that's a, you know, Siberian Husky, you know, <laughs> you know, humans are not in that loop, right? But we have been thinking about this recently. There's a company out there that's raised a ridiculous amount of money. We'll name SenseTime, which has raised, as of the time of the recording of this podcast, has already raised $1.2 billion and is theoretically, supposedly raising an additional billion dollars from SoftBank. And I'm like, what the heck do they need all that money for? Maybe there's humans in the loop. And I'm wondering if that money is going to solve some fakery problem that we're not aware of in the facial recognition space. Maybe computers can detect Siberian Husky versus Pomeranian. But maybe they're not good at detecting this Siberian Husky versus that Siberian Husky. And maybe this money is really a whole lot of Chinese people. I don't know. I mean, it's hard to tell because you don't know what they're doing with that money. But what else could you be using all that money? If these other companies have humans in the loop, what do you think companies say? I don't want to disparage them. Sorry, guys, if I'm wrong, the technology is on point. That's perfectly fine. But I'm just saying that's when, when you have investors. Well, when you how ha- much of it is fake? Do you know, I mean, you're right. Maybe, you know, it can do some image recognition, but getting down to the nitty gritty of things it can't do yet. And you still need a human eye for that. It could be. 
you know, I mean, one thing that these companies most likely are not going to do is tell you that. So even the articles that we've read have brought that up. And I mean, to be honest, we've talked to a few of these companies and they've never disclosed that. So I don't think that that's something they really wanted the public to be aware of, which brings us back to the ethical issue. And, you know, how okay is it to lie to people? And where does this line need to be drawn to say, okay, there is a human in the loop. Okay, a human may be monitoring this. We may use this for testing purposes. We may use this for QR purposes. You know, I don't think that that's disclosed when you use some of these technologies. Right. So we are talking to a lot of enterprises who are truly using artificial intelligence and machine learning and cognitive technologies throughout their process. They're using machine learning for loan decisions. They're using machine learning for diagnoses of medical illnesses, which has run into some problems actually recently, if you look at what's happening in that industry. And they're real. They're not trying to fake anything. I mean, they got real problems to solve. They kind of know that if they needed humans, they already have humans that are sitting there processing loan applications. So putting in a computer in there that's basically faking other people doing that same work kind of is senseless to do that. So people are really trying to do it. I think what we would recommend is that if you're looking at a solution that looks like it's completely automated, just ask that question and maybe include that in your RFP and have them sign it with you know an attestment that says that we guarantee that for this process, this is 100% machine-based and computers is not a single human that's looking in any part of this process. There's no human that's part of that loop. And then evaluate the system. How good is it? How accurate is it? How valuable is it? So we're telling you enterprises to maybe add a little extra bit of, I don't want to say skepticism. It's not skepticism. It's more like add a little bit more due diligence into your AI vendor analysis that basically just checks the box to make sure that there truly are no humans in that loop. No, where's the wizard behind the curtain, right? (laughs) Right. Just a little bit more here, maybe another, another little bit here for us to talk about. I mean, the thing about this is that, well, maybe it's acceptable. Is it acceptable to have this sort of not fully automated, not fully machine intelligence part of the process? And I guess it really all depends on what the application is. I think the Army, the Defense Department will tell you that it's perfectly acceptable to have a human validate drone decisions on targeting people (laughs) or stuff. You don't want any autonomous mistakes happening here. And even if you're looking at what's happening in the autonomous vehicle industry, we've had a number of podcasts and reports and research about this that we're not at level five of autonomous. The human is definitely in the loop. And we said it's like, it's probably, I think the humans need to understand that they're in the loop. I think that's the problem that the humans think that they're not in the loop. But the truth of the matter is that, well, if you're riding a Tesla on autopilot or... uh, Oh yeah, level two or level three autonomy, you are. But I mean, the one thing to point out here that is different is I don't think that we're arguing that humans should never be in the loop with these AI systems because you're right. Like the army, for example, even what we have right now with autonomous driving, that's just not possible. And I don't think that that's the expectation either. The difference is that these companies are saying that this is fully autonomous. So that's why we're saying, no, just do your due diligence enterprises and and anybody, even consumers that want to use this, because, you know, is there a human in the loop or not? And if there is a human disclose it. Right. I think sort of the last bit here, and this is really now to the vendors themselves, because we talk to a lot of these folks. We've actually had briefings directly with yeah. some of these companies we're talking about here. And it's, it never comes up in briefings that, oh yeah, well maybe for some of these, you know, we have to have a human here doing, you know, reading the invoice or looking at the email or listening to the voice and doing a manual transcription or something like that. 
And we're going to probably start pushing them a lot harder to basically like, you're willing to go on record and recording here and basically say that that's the case. But also we'll say like, look, even if that is the case, let, let's talk about what is your direction here? Where are we heading with this? Because there's really two in the newsletter on the, that we've written about this topic, there's really two forks here in this road. Like if artificial intelligence is really going to develop and we're really going to have these capabilities, then it's just like with Reddit and Airbnb and Microsoft, they had a solution that was temporary until the real solution was there. And then nobody doubts that Airbnb has their people selling renting apartments and Reddit has content because it's clearly there. You can actually see it. So it's just a matter of just what the companies are selling. They need to sell it to prove that there's demand for it, that enterprises actually really want it, that the investors are really willing to invest in it. They can actually build a company for it. And then they can do the research so that later they don't need to have any of these humans in loops. So it's a temporary, what we call a stopgap. It's a temporary gap just to fill that. If that's one fork in the road, that's actually not a problem. We're like, okay, well, let's just deal with it you know, for now until systems are advanced. The other situation is, is this a reality issue that the AI systems just cannot do these things? Have we actually hit a wall? Are we at the limit for what AI systems can do? Are we waiting for the next algorithmic breakthrough, right? You know, okay, deep learning got us this far and, you know, good processors and lots of data got us this far, but to get to the next level, we need something that we don't have now. So if that's the case, then we got a bigger problem. And why did Facebook Messenger M not make it out of beta? Is that because there were too many humans in the loop? And so they just quietly shut it down and because they really didn't have the technology behind it. That was my initial thought that I'm like, that's not great. So we have that too, because like we said, they are, you know, heavily investing in artificial intelligence. And so if a company like Facebook can't make it work and they had humans behind the scenes as well, maybe either our expectations are overshot and we need to tone it back down or... We really cannot solve these problems. I am hopeful that it's our expectations because humans really, we demand a lot and we expect a lot and want a lot and dream big. And so I think that some of these companies are maybe dreaming a little too big and realize, oh shoot, we're over-promising and under-delivering. Where if they hadn't over-promised and they had just set expectations where they should have been, we would actually be delivering on what we are capable technically of doing right now. Will VCs find that sexy? Will VCs find that investable? I don't know. Maybe that's why these companies are trying to fake it right now because you know VCs are just like, well, I don't think that that's the next big thing or, well, I think that this idea is good, but it's not worth the investment dollars that you're asking for. So, you know, listeners, we'd really like your feedback on this as well. We always enjoy when you guys reach out to us either through email or through LinkedIn. So definitely chime in on this. Let us know if you've seen anything, maybe some companies that we haven't covered right now. And as always, we'll post any articles and concepts discussed in the show notes. So thanks for listening and we'll catch you at the next podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Fiverr.com. Fiverr is a marketplace for creative and digital freelance services. And in fact, I use Fiverr for quite a lot of the things that we do here at Cognolytica and AI Today, including the editing of this podcast, the generation of transcripts, and more. I definitely encourage you to take a look at using Fiverr for your creative and digital needs today. And I have a special offer for you today. Use the promo code AI Today for 15% off your first purchase on Fiverr.com. Offer valid until December 31st, 2018. And that's a wrap for today. To download this episode, find additional episodes and transcripts, subscribe to our newsletter and more, please visit our website at Cognolitica.com. Join the discussion in between podcasts on the AI Today Facebook group and make sure to join the Cognolitica Facebook page for updates on this and future podcasts.
Also subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Google Play, and elsewhere to get notified of future episodes. Want to support this podcast and get your message out to our listeners? Then become a sponsor. We offer significant benefits for AI Today sponsors, including promotion in the podcast and landing page, and opportunities to be a guest on the AI Today show. For more information on sponsorship, visit the Cognolytica website and click on the podcast link. This sound recording and its contents is copyright 2018 by Cognolytica. All rights reserved. Music by Matsu Gravas. As always, thanks for listening to AI Today, and we'll catch you at the next podcast.